The Kilkenny Hurling Podcast with Eddie Skelly and Robbie Dowling. Brought to you by KCLR and Scoreline.ie. This is the Kilkenny Hurling Podcast brought to you by KCLR. Each week, myself, Robbie Dowling, and former Blacks and Whites manager Eddie Scally discuss all the talking points regarding Kilkenny Hurling. I am joined in the studio by former Blacks and Whites manager Eddie Scally. Eddie, I added that title again. How do you feel about it? Yeah, I'm back in, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, great to, it's great to be back being the yeah. former Blacks and Whites manager. Course, Thank you. Big, big part of your life, um, as is any hurling. And this podcast, and last week on this hurling podcast, uh, we were both criticised, but you more so because um, you're a very opinionated person, as I am, but probably you more so, and you gave your opinion on the Wexford team that played in the Walsh Cup final and the fanfare after they won the Walsh Cup in comparison to maybe what it would have been like with Kilkenny or Galway. A lot of criticism online, no point in saying anything else, a lot of criticism offline as well. Um, A lot of people agree with us too, it's important to say that. Uh, your initial response to all that criticism before we get on to Kilkenny's draw with Wexford and the weekend's action that is to come. Yeah, look, just just to address it out there, like I'm not going to change anything I said because that's how we felt. Yeah. So, you know, so there's no point in lying here. Um, to qualify some of the statements I made, I basically said, number one, I shout for Wexford. I see myself as a Wexford supporter and everybody that knows me knows that. Mm. Um, I said that we want Wexford to do well. I said I'm delighted with Keith Rossiter as their manager. All of these points just flew straight over the heads of the few people that wanted to make uh, remarks about my comments. Now, back to the Walsh Cup game itself. I said that Galway were playing basically with a development squad. They were. Four of the Galway players started that match started the All-Ireland, fire, All-Ireland semi-final last year four not anymore which means 11 didn't and yeah there was players coming in and out and moving around but that was I think by the end of that match that was the 37th different Galway player to wear the Galway jersey during that Walsh Cup competition so yes Galway used the Walsh Cup completely as a development uh, competition I said that I think that Wexford will have seven of that starting team come championship again I stand by that the comments that came back in was saying to me that um some of these players hadn't played for Wexford before. Just looking back on that Wexford team, and I won't push too hard on it, Connor Foley, I can see starting for Wexford. He proved me very right yesterday with performance in Nolan Park at fullbacker on Sunday. I should say Charlie McGuckin is another player that's in there. Damien Reck, Corey Byrne Dunbar, Jack Foley, Kevin Foley, Lee Chin. Now, I'm at seven there, Robbie, and I haven't counted Seamus Casey, who slapped in one-two there on Sunday as well. So... I'll stand by that as well I expect and we'll have that team and when we'll know that is in a few months time when the first round of the championship is played and if seven or eight of them people come on and start for Wexford I'll expect to see a huge amount of apologies coming in from the Wexford people if they don't then I'll say fair enough I'm wrong but I have to say I think Keith Rossler is going to be trying to develop a very young squad bringing true players that he's worked with at the under 20 grade and that's what he started to do the point that I made was Wexford took the competition quite seriously and started the best available to them they have a lot of players that are out injured at the moment as well I do appreciate that and the likes of Ian Carty has gone travelling so look the point I made was 7 or 8 and the very last thing I made was about pitch invasions now I got 4 text messages privately to me at the weekend showing me the Mayo fans pitch invading after the Dublin game two wrongs don't make it right the fact that the Mayo fans ran onto the field after getting a score in the last minute to win a league match against Dublin tells me all I need to know about the Mayo fans I was just going to say they're probably <laughs> the, the perfect comparison with the this is it sport. you do not need to compare yourself to Mayo's invasion of the pitch do I, do, what, did the person think I was going to say oh I'm really sorry I thought pitch invasions is what we do all the time now if the Wexford fans want to run onto the pitch after games that's up to them if I was at the match last week for Wexford against Galway I'd have been there shouting for Wexford when the full time whistle went I wouldn't have jumped over the wall and ran onto the pitch I'd have just went home the same as if 
eight and a half thousand people did in Nolan Park on Sunday when the Fulton whistle went they just went home so what I would say is instead of spending all your time trying to be offended by little things maybe understand that my opinion and your opinion mightn't be the same that doesn't make me right but it most certainly doesn't make you right either were they not just responding to their opinion passionately defending their county which they have the right to do and ultimately giving a counter argument to your argument and there was nothing personal in it no no this is what I'm saying to you I I wasn't having a go at Wexford <laughs> you know, I was pointing out factual. I actually well, turned a lot around. Of people thought you did what you were, I suppose. No, did I not say to you, wasn't that a bit of crack? This whole invasion of the pitch, and you said no. I said, ah, Robbie, do you not think it's a bit of crack too? So, like, listen to the point that I made. I said it was a bit of crack, and it is a bit of crack, and that's the whole thing as well. I said about Lee getting the sombrero on his head. I didn't say Lee went and brought a sombrero onto the pitch with him. I know the lash. Sure, I know the fellas that put it on his head. Yeah. The lads from Bucklody, they, they wear it every match. It's They were having a bit of crack, as was I. But somebody has to be offended all the time anyway in this current world that we're in, Robbie. So, And I'm sure somebody will be offended by me pointing out that I still think 7 or 8 of that Wexford team. And there's another text message coming in here which will bring us straight on to the Kilkenny Wexford game. And the person that texted in said 8 of the Kilkenny team will start at Chester, will start in the championship and only 4 of the Wexford team will start. So where do you go with that, Robbie? Okay, so you've obviously uh, done your best to prove that wrong and we'll leave it up to people whether whether you're right or other people are right or the answer somewhere in between. Uh, just... On it, Eddie, uh, obviously we're, we're weak out from it. <laughs> it's funny that we're reacting to it, I think, in a sense, but uh, I think it's the right thing to do. The the actual... Like, I think people don't understand... It. There was arguments about this with soccer over the weekend when Ar- were Arsenal over-celebrating or that. I suppose the, the strong argument that you're making and that I would agree with, maybe, I don't want to put words into your mouth, is that the successful teams and the teams that win consistently or win at all tend not to celebrate more menial matters and that's what happened with Wexford that's what happened with Mayo at the weekend and it's not the whole reason far from it but it partially can explain why maybe when it's time to win All-Ireland titles they aren't there to be seen in some sense Yeah, no, look first and foremost the Wexford thing the the, the Walsh Cup game I'd say two or three hundred kids ran onto the pitch at the end of the match yeah. that's all that was the Mayo-Dublin one <laughs> was a much bigger pitch that's invasion but the only thing I will say is Wexford had absolutely bet the stones out of always so for the last 20 minutes of that game every Wexford fan in the stands knew they were going to win the Welsh Cup yeah. Um in Mayo and Dublin's game there was a last minute winner it was a high pressure uh, it, you know it, there was a bit of a championship feel to the game as yeah, well and, yeah, and you can see it and there was a massive crowd I think, oh, did I see 23,000 or something so, yeah, um, three stands were so, almost you know, full there was a pitch invasion there and you know it's, it's interesting I think uh, you're right if Dublin had won that game there wouldn't no. have been a pitch invasion if Curry had beaten Mayo there wouldn't have been a pitch invasion after the match now granted what I've noticed as well is that Clifford Mania there that man seems to be just yeah. there's pitch invasions to get his autograph which is great too and ah, yeah. do you know what when I was young like going to matches when we won games I used to love to run onto the field after the game as well celebrate with the players so I'm not saying let's, let's, like they had to ban pitch invasions from Crow Park but that was on All-Ireland Final Sunday mm. um, sure look it is what it is if lads want to run onto the pitch celebrate and let them at it yeah Okay, fair enough. Marlon, let them all on the field. <laughs> right, I'm sure people will agree and disagree with you. Let us know what you think. Um, what did you think of the Kilkenny and Wexford match at the weekend, Eddie? 216 apiece. Late goal from Wexford, sealing a point for Keith Roster's side. Kilkenny probably will feel like it's a missed opportunity. Um, disappointing start to the league for Kilkenny. Satisfactory. Certainly couldn't say it's a good one, but either is it disappointing or satisfactory? No, no, it's satisfactory, I'd say. Uh, another thing that I said on the podcast last week that won't be commented on by the people from Wexford is I felt Wexford would be a little bit further down the road in pre-season than Kilkenny, uh, which 
I did say to you they'd come to Wexford with their ta- Kilkenny with their tails up mm-hmm. um, and I felt that you know, the Kilkenny needed need to be on their game to beat Wexford and Kilkenny did need to be on their game and they, they weren't able to beat Wexford um, just looking at the game as it stands the first half of the match was, was abysmal um, it was really sloppy from both teams 9-5 at half time I think it was 9-4 or 9-5 I thought it was 9-4 I thought Kilkenny were winning by 5 points at half time Wexford had only hit one way Kilkenny had hit 6 um, by half time in that game but like, there's no point in talking about the first half because it was that poor um, there was handling errors everywhere on the pitch um, You know, sometimes that can happen this time of the year You know, the pitch can be a little bit sticky as well um, but the second half the second half was very very good uh, as a spectacle and I think when you look at the second half <clears throat> in its own right the two teams really went at it um, allowing you know Wexford still have Dio Keith, Connor Mack and Rory O'Connor to come back who would be three absolutely massive players for them I, I, I thought Wexford done very well and Keith Rossiter there you know he's coming out in as the under 20 manager you know previous under 20 manager and he's starting to bring through a lot of them uh, players from it but I thought the style that Wexford played Kilkenny really struggled with it if if that makes sense yeah. Wexford were playing a really it was it's strange to see it in Hurling it was like a hybrid version of what Limerick do like Davy Fitz played a very defensive system for Wexford when he was there and you could see touches of Davy Fitz's old Wexford setup in that setup but it was a hybrid version of it so in the sense that there was a real freedom from the Wexford defenders when they won the ball when it was turned over they broke out with possession and they broke a pace um, the the one lad that stood out to me was the full back um, Connor Foley he hit two points as well uh, but that was from breaking out of fence you know winning that second ball and driving it long Um it's 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 just the the concern I'd have for for Kilkenny coming out of the game. The two big concerns, or maybe even three. Number one is their inability to beat Wexford. I think they're going on four years now since they've beaten Wexford in a game of any description, not four matches. I think it's actually four years. Yeah. Um. You know. So that's number one. Now, the comment that was made to me the other day was if Kilkenny needed to win the game, they would. I was in Nolan Park when Wexford beat Kilkenny a couple of years ago, and at the time when the Fulton whistle went, the Kilkenny people weren't a hundred percent sure if. What that result meant were Kilkenny in trouble, you know. So um, I'm sure Brian and the lads knew what the story was, but at the time, it was it was it was a dangerous one. So mm. that's the the bigger one for me is is Wexford's ability to to lift their game for Kilkenny. The second side of it is Kilkenny's inability to beat teams with that type of defensive system. Um, if you think about the last two times they played Limerick in All Ireland finals, when they were getting their purple patch and they were getting on top, Limerick dropped their wing forwards back into the half back line and created this really tight defensive system Kilkenny broke down then and then Limerick went on and took yeah. them on and I think that's something that Derek is really going to have to try and um, have to try and work on now what you'll find in summer hurling as well is the ball going into the full forward line the pitches will be slicker it'll be quicker and I think there was a lot of balls going inside to the Kilkenny full forward line that just didn't stick on the day so um, it was a good match but I'd, I'd be I'd be concerned I'd be concerned about them two main aspects Kilkenny's inability to beat, beat Wexford and Kilkenny's inability to beat defensive teams that was the the latter is what I want to get on to Kilkenny do we have a serious issue that if teams adapt their style even slightly to be a little bit more pragmatic and defensive we actually don't have an answer and this isn't just proven on Sunday's match or over the last year you're going back kind of six seven years it feels like now that Kilkenny just can't defeat a team whether it be with a sweeper or a little bit more defensive as I said would that really really worry you yet or do we have to see the year go on a bit more 
Uh, well, it's not. That I need to see the year going on a bit more to know that that is the case. Mm. It, like this is the case. Um, but to change the case, yeah. But see, like, if you have a team that's playing very defensive against you, well, then you have to go and play the ball through the lines to try and draw them out. Yeah. And like Wexford got a goal off a of Kilkenny puck out the other day. It was a short puck out. It was there was a bit of a malfunction, and the ball ended up in the back of their net. Now I see other people on Twitter today saying that we should do. Sums and maybe it'd be an interesting one to do the next day. Maybe for the Cork game, we look at it and see how many scores we get off our own sharp puck out and how many scores we concede off our own sharp puck out to see is our sharp puck out working. Like, ultimately, Hurling's a simple game. If you have a big half forward line, like Connor Hearn was in the half forward line the other day there. Um, Connor, isn't it? Connor, not Hearn. Um, Connor Heary. Connor Heary, Gales, Connor Heary. He was in the half forward in a joint of a man there. Mm-hmm. Um, down at Carlow and Curry, John Michael Nolan was at wing forward. I'd say 80% of Brian Tracy's puckouts were put straight down on top of John Michael Nolan and he was catching him in the air. At the same time, Connor Heary for Kilkenny at wing forward, you know, you'd be looking and saying, right, let's throw a few high balls down on top of Connor, see can he win his own ball and we'll, we'll use that as our out, like, you know. Yeah. Um, Limerick do it, they target their half forward with the puckouts. Even when they go short, the cornerbacks are trying to hit the half forward or hit it past them. Um, um, I just I just think Kilkenny are going to have to practice that and I think what has to happen is even when you're playing against teams that aren't overly defensive that you'd say right let's let's try this let's drop three lines and play with you know a two man full forward line for a few minutes and, and bring lads right back and work a sharp hook out and work it through the lines that you're preparing for these defensive teams like I, I was just taking my notes from the game the other day like Wexford have a bit of a hoodoo over Kilkenny at the moment and they're known as a very defensive team. Limerick have a little bit of a hoodoo over, not a little bit, they have a hoodoo over Kilkenny. And, and Limerick, I know people at all think they're a very attack-minded team. They're actually very, very defensive. They, they sit very, very deep and they kill you on the breaks. Um, they leave a load of space in around that, you know, the full forward line area. O'Loughlin Gales, when St. Thomas's went down to 14 men and St. Thomas's dropped in deep, O'Loughlin Gales really struggled with that as well. Is it a Kilkenny thing, Robbie? I don't know. I think so, yeah. I think it's... Um there's such a purity, I suppose, in a good way and a bad way to hurling people and hurling in Kilkenny, I would say. I think it's fair to remark on that, uh, that we have struggled to adapt. There's no doubt about it. Now, I think Brian Cody implemented uh, a lot of kind of a shorter style, a more modern approach, I suppose, whether that's a good thing or a bad thing. Uh, I'll leave it up to people a lot more knowledgeable than me. Um, Derek Ling has continued that again with his slight ad- adaptations to kind of suit his own individual style and the way he wants to see teams play. But it would concern me hugely to be honest with you because I don't think it's just because we're playing Wexford I think there's an element to that you can just you know this as a manager Eddie I mean you can just have teams that for some strange reason you just can't seem to get the better of them and it's just one of those weird things but I think there's more to it than that and I think when teams set up we've seen it in the past uh, with other I think Waterford had great success against Kilkenny with Derek McGrath uh, for a while well, not great success but they, they were they became a lot tighter to Kilkenny than uh, they were in the past um, other teams as well when they set up with what would have been around the kind of middle 2010s the sweeper system or what we see now more of a kind of uh, playing through the lines and more defensive approach uh, I think Kilkenny do struggle which would worry me massively I mean I was just looking at the scores there uh, sorry now about rambling on yeah. but I suppose you know you look at the scores for Kilkenny 2-3 from Billy Drennan came on 2 penalties and 3 frees which is you know it's good he only came on so in fairness he was very good from dead balls Own Cody probably our star forward I think it's fair to say 7 points 5 frees and 165 so only 1 from play Adrian Mullen another of our star players at 2 points from play Billy Ryan, Kevin Blanchfield, Martin Keown, Keane, Kenny, one point each. 
there's nobody lighting it up at all, which would concern <clears throat> Would it concern you? No, it's not. It's not so much that it concern me, Robbie. It's very, very early in the year, um, so that's not the end of the world. Like, I suppose the argument is there's a trend though going back a number of years that nobody is lighting it up for Kilkenny, with the exception of TJ Reid. From play, own Cody is as well normally, um, and Adrian Mullen is as well. He didn't do it the other day. Uh, you know, from play, he didn't. Now, what I would say to you is, Park Moylan, I think that would have been his league, league debut the other day. Jordan Malloy, Kevin Blanchfield. You know they're all making their league league debuts. Connor, uh, Connor was in around the panel last year. I don't know if he got to play in the national league though. Um, but the, the three lads definitely. Billy Drennan is only coming into his second year. I know he came off the bench the other day. Um, so Park Moylan, Dara Cork are in a full back. You know, you prefer to see Dara further up the field. He'd be, you know what I mean? It's it's he's in there yeah. plugging a hole there at the moment. Tommy Walsh obviously compared David Blanchfield, uh, Richie Reid, Jordan Malloy, like. It's important that they're blooding these new players, but it comes back down to what do you, what do you need from it. So in that league game, in the forwards line, Harry Shine was in a full forward, Mossy and Billy Ryan was the full forward line. So there are three lads that want ball quick into the forwards and they'll take on their men if it'll come in. Not really conducive with heavy pitches and this time of the year. It's it's you know it's much faster pitches. It'll suit them a lot better. Um, they went for the men in the half forward and they could win their own ball. Owen Cody, Connor Harry, and, and Adrian Mullen. They're all going to be superb and you know, they're all very, very good in the year. And then Keane Kenny and, and, and Kevin Blanchfield in midfield. Keane is quite small uh, for a midfielder, but he's you know, he makes up for it in every other aspect of the game. And Kevin Blanchfield was brilliant in the league. But it's it's still very early in play. The only concern I have well just if if you ask me, would you be worried about anything? The, the three or four big things to take from the game the other day. Kilkenny had the game won. Like they, they, the game won at half time if they kicked on they were winning quite well in, in a poor game <clears throat> they let, let Wexford back into it then Kilkenny got the purple patch a couple of and I, and I look the second goal Billy Drennan was brilliant to create that second goal he he broke through he threw off that hand pass I think it was Billy Ryan was wrestled to the ground and it was a straight penalty but they scored that penalty and that put them three points up mm. and Wexford were down to 14 men at that stage Kilkenny need to sink in see it out and, and win the game they didn't do that they conceded a goal after that mm-hmm. um, they got a free late in the game Billy Drennan I'm not going to knock him for missing the free it was, but it's again like Billy would be annoyed with himself it was a 60 yard free like um, albeit against the wind uh, and an old Lee Chin in fairness Chin or missed a, a similar free in the first half maybe even a bit easier mm-hmm. against the wind so obviously the elements were tricky enough but the points that I make is Kilkenny had the game won and threw it away so that'll feel like a defeat even though it was a draw and you'd take a draw before the game you know the type of way but it will the second point it will when Wexford went down to 14 men I know there was only a few minutes left but Kilkenny it was Wexford that dominated the rest of the game that free at the end of the game was a very harsh free um, against Wexford it should, possibly shouldn't have been a free I don't know I'm not going to get into every free in the game but possibly wasn't but again the biggest one is their inability to Break down defensive teams, and 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 why is that? Why why is it that Kilkenny aren't? Why is it that Kilkenny struggle at these levels? Is it you know for what reason? I don't know. Like if I knew the answer for it, you'd say, well, this is very simple. You just do this or you just do that. But I actually think it comes back down to in Kilkenny from under tens right through to adult hurling. It's the old style of dry. Like why your teams playing with a defensive system? That's the question I put to you. And I, I, in my opinion, I can give you the answer, but why do you think teams put in these massive defensive structures? I obviously think it gives them the best chance of winning. But they did it to stop Kilkenny. If you think about the timing of sweepers and all of this mm-hmm. stuff coming back in, I think the inception of that was in the early noughties, kind of. That's, that, that was, you know, yeah. it, 
I'm going to say around 2009, 10, 11, this is when these defensive teams really started coming to the fore. Late, no, he's early 10s. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. And since the defensive style has really taken over in Hurling, Kenny have money on Ireland. And you have to remember, if you're managing a team and you're at the top table, you have to try and create a system to beat the opposition. Yeah. Donegal did it in football with Jim McGuinness. They created this massively defensive system um, Pasplan called it puke football I think at the time was yeah, it Pasplan Tyrone originally yeah, into Donegal yeah. into Donegal well Tyrone as bad as it was Donegal brought it to the whole new oh, level yeah, like I mean Donegal nearly had a nil-nil draw at half time in a match in Dublin one time Jay, you know so yeah, yeah. it was you know that was just brought to a whole new level but Donegal did that to go and win in All-Ireland yeah. and now we're still seeing the tail end of that in football at the moment that the defensive structures are still I don't football. think we're seeing the tail end of it I think that changed football forever yeah, but it did but I think it's improving again I think Do you? yeah I know th- I think it's getting better I think teams are trying to play a little bit more offensively but in Hurling and, and, and I'd love I'm sure I'm going to get feedback to tell me I'm wrong but in my opinion in Hurling I think that the inception the defensive hurling systems were brought in at the time to try and stop Kilkenny who were dominating hurling you think so I, well, well it would be point. No, I, I don't disagree or anything, um, it's, just but it's, just, it's just my opinion yeah. I'm not saying it's, it's a steadfast and correct thing yeah. but I definitely felt that, that was the biggest one for it so now you're looking at Limerick everyone that's setting up systems now are looking at Limerick and saying right, how do we beat Limerick or where are their strong points what did they do right and that's the focus on every team now is to try and topple Limerick but for years the focus on everybody was to topple Kilkenny but it's going to be 11 years since Kilkenny won in All-Ireland if they don't win it this year certainly is um, 9 years uh, 2015 was the last one but uh, just on the, another point that you said there uh, Eddie that uh, I actually can't remember now but the uh, the forwards I suppose is something. That, am I wrong to suggest that there is an issue with the Kilkenny forwards? Because I, I say it a lot. I suppose I'm like a scratch record at this point, and that Sunday was further proof of that, or is that too simplistic of you? Yeah, look, you know, on Cody, on Cody, all his scores are from place balls. I think the other day, bar one, yeah. uh, bar one. Adrian Mullen got two points, three points two in the whole game. Play, yeah, two from play. Um, Kevin Blanche got one from play. Keen Kenny, but let's look at the forwards. Billy Ryan, one point from play. Harry Shine, no score. Um, Massey got one point and Conor Harry got no score either um, so do you know like it is what it is Billy Drennan came off the bench and scored 2-3 all from place balls now to be fair one of the goals one of the penalties was going to be a certain goal for Kilkenny from play only for it was it was scuppered so it's not that I'd be too worried I think Kilkenny got 216 was it 216 each yeah. 2-16 and, and same for Wexford that's not bad scoring early in the year Um puts like Eddie Doyle was at the match and he was doing analysts for us at the game and you know obviously I was straight to him after the match and I said look what's the story and he said straight out like you know he said if you're looking for that new forward that's going to get us five or six points in the game we haven't found him yet now yet because any of these lads can step up to the plate once they're given the chance so I think it's very early just just to pose the question I suppose but but what I mean is the likes of Conor Harry or Harry Shine You know, just give them a bit of, give them a little bit of time. Um, like, you know, and even like lads would laugh at me when I said this is only Billy Drennan's second season in there. Like, you know, give him a chance. Like Billy Drennan last year had a really good league campaign. I know place balls was a heavily amount of scores he was getting from it, but he got injured. I can't remember to get injured in the league final or to get injured just after it. And he nearly missed the whole championship then as a result of it. Like he struggled with injuries for the rest of the season. Um, like 
give him a chance and, 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 and maybe they can. At the moment, right now, have we found the new marquee forward that's going to win Click Kennedy All-Ireland? No, you haven't, to answer your question. But you haven't run out of time yet. Now, I did say to Eddie in that counteraction, like, you know, TJ Reid has to come back into that team. Wally has to come back into that team. John Donnelly has to come back into that team. You know, potentially, I'm not saying come back into the team, they have to come back into that squad. Um, and there's a few of the other Donnellys that were in Thomastown this year as well in the championship. I'm sure they're going to get a, a run out yeah. in time. So, th- th- have we found the forward you're going to pitch the flag on, the new player to pitch the flag on? Not yet, we haven't. But it's only been one league match and a couple of Walsh Cup games. I wouldn't even count them. No. no um, but I'd be interested to see now. You know, they're down in Cork next Saturday night, isn't it? There's a few good few of these boys are going to be involved in Fitzgibbon Cup games on Thursday as well and they're might going to need a rest after Wednesday that. Evening, evening. Wednesday, is it this week? Um, yeah, so it's Wednesday instead of Thursday, which I'm sure Derek Ling will be a little bit happier about. I know last week there were a lot of really annoyed inter-county managers yeah. that the games are on Thursday, but um, they haven't found it yet, Robbie, and they do need to find it. Uh, that marquee forward that's going to do the, do the business inside. So I think it's... It'll be interesting to see what goes on in Cork. Parky Quay's surface as well will be under some just serious rain coming in this week, like so they could be in boats down there as well. It mightn't be you know, it mightn't be wonderful. Used to it. But this is it, but it's not gonna, live there, by the Yeah, way. but it's not going to be used to um what I'm saying about the hurling, it's not really ideal for it's not really ideal hurling weather. But am I worried? Not really, like, you know, it's it is what it is. I just I just think this year's league there's, there's a bit of a structure to the league now that you can't afford to make a balls of your league campaign this year or you're going to be in a lower division and um, people need to be conscious of that as well like I mean if I'm not mistaken first, second and third in division one and first, second and third in division one B they're going to form next year's one yeah. and then the best place the fourth place team, four team I think, yeah. yeah so like if you look at Kilkenny now they've drawn with Wexford and they've got Cork Offaly Clare and Waterford to go you know um, it'd be I think it'd be interesting I'd be very interested to see how Offaly get on against Wexford in Wexford Park mm. um, this is another really young Offaly team coming forward um, they had the measure of Wexford in the under 20s for the last few years they had the measure of everybody really um, mm. so it'd be interesting to see how they're coming along I know they were beaten quite comprehensively by Waterford the other day um, and they were beaten by 12 points but Waterford Will will be always very. David Fitzgerald's teams are always very fit very early in the season, so I expect them to be competitive this time of the year. Whereas they might tail off, but it'd be interesting to see where it goes. But from a Kilkenny perspective, there's nothing to be worried about. Um, like how many, just on the debut side of things, and and I'm on about when I said debut, I'm on about league debuts there. I think there was from just 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 looking off the team sheet there. Oh, Murphy and goal obviously is fine. Derek uh, Park Moylan, it was his. Definitely it was his league debut. Derek Harkin and Tommy Walsh, I know that they're season campaigners. Derek Harkin is not a season fullback for the Kenny Senior Ireland team though. Oh God, no. um, David Blanchfield is 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 there thereabouts wing back. Richie Reid the same. Jordan Malloy, that was a debut there for him in the National League. Uh, Keen Kenny obviously has been around. Kevin Blanchfield, that was a debut there for him in the National League as three. Um Adrian Mullen and Cody have been around. Connor Harry has he's been around the panel for a while, but I don't know how many games he got to play say last that's year. I'd say it could be. be uh, if it's not, he's played very few, so I yeah. I'd be putting it in there as nearly a debut. And Harry Shine as well, he's been around a bit, but again, so you know what I mean? They're starting a lot of a lot of new players. Yeah, new and experienced. Yeah, but there's players. still a lot more to come in now. Yeah, yeah. Um 
and I mean that, there's a lot more to come in. Uh, you know, to, like even the lads from the O'Loughlin Gales team have to come back into it. I'm not on about the established players. I'm on about the other players that are going to get a shot yeah. at this. So, no, first round of the championship is when you want to say we didn't find that forward. Not the first round of the league. Very true. Just to pick up on something, I said I couldn't remember it there, but it has kind of... Uh, come back to my memory that you mentioned Kilkenny not being able to finish off teams I remember last year um, Leinster Championship we were ahead against Galway in Nolan Park they somehow came back and got a draw ahead against Wexford down in Wexford Park albeit that game meant a lot more to Wexford than it Kilkenny at that point because Kilkenny were in the Leinster final Wexford were battling to stay in the Leinster Championship Kilkenny were ahead Wexford come back and win that game the Leinster final albeit Kilkenny win this game Kilkenny were cruising in that match somehow Galway took a two point lead and it looked like it was over until Kilkenny did what they do best and got that late goal through Killian Buckley and then the All-Ireland final I suppose where Albeach are coming up against arguably one of the greatest sides of all time if not you know closing in on the greatest to be honest with you um, they're ahead when Paddy Deegan gets that goal in front of the hill in the second half against Limerick and Limerick go on and win the All-Ireland do you think Kilkenny have an issue with closing out games powering through in games putting the foot on the throat when they need to and would that worry you? It kind of comes back down to do Kilkenny just stay to their type? Do Kilkenny just stay to their plan? Like this is where I come back to you and like, I'm trying to give you a really good example of a team that does it really well I feel like sorry, game management Yeah, I just feel like Kilkenny are stuck in fourth gear which is a great gear to be stuck in but sometimes you need to get into fifth No this is the thing. This is this is where I'm different on this. Sometimes you need to drop back into third oh, gear. As well, yeah. No, but, but this is what I'm saying: is do Kilkenny, do Kilkenny teams, and not on purpose, do Kilkenny teams go out on the field with a system, and that's the system, and we stick to that system. And if that system's not working, we work harder at that system. When was the last time you seen a Kilkenny team? I tell you who does it, and does it every week, and does it brilliantly. Ballyhale Shamrocks. They start the game fifteen on fifteen, but they're able to change their system twenty times during a match. Mm. Ballyhale Shamrocks could have and you've seen it this year um, Adrian Mullen back putting a hook in and then scoring a goal at the other end of the field about a minute later they were under the cosh pressure was on everyone drops back let's see out this Kilkenny's inability is to limit the damage done to them by teams having their purple patch that's what Kilkenny needs to sort out so when a team gets its purple patch on you batten down the hatches see it out but do you not think before the purple patch Kilkenny should have the game won sometimes but like every, that's what the great Kilkenny teams used to they, they would have if not, you know, in fairness they would have done it a lot but like it's not it's not as easy to do that like you're not going to be able to put a team like you're not going to be able to put a team like um, Limerick away do you know what I mean They're, you might get a 5 or 6 point lead up on them but the minute they start coming in on top of you like Kilkenny got really up on top of Limerick last year and then Limerick changed it around I remember was it Paddy Deegan Paddy Deegan ended up sitting at wing back and his man roamed back into the into the Limerick half back line if you get me Gerard Hegarty I think is who Paddy was picking up and he roamed right back into the Kilkenny half back line and he picked up a world of ball and in that situation there you're kind of thinking do we push him up yeah. do you know do we push him right up on him and go man for man and take a chance even though we're leaving space back there it's just small little plans there like I'm sure the plan was not to leave space in front of the full forward line so if you're going to do that your half forward line have to sit or your half back line have to sit and protect that but maybe in that scenario you're turning around and you're saying to maybe John Donnelly you drop back here into the half back line for a second and I'm just saying that that's what Kilkenny need to work on they need to work on saying right and you know what this is because it, it can sound like you're nearly questioning Brian Cody or Derek Link, and I am not, no. not in a million years, no way. And I'm sure it's something they're working on, but it's just, it's just something that's going to take a little bit of time. I had to laugh. I was at a Kenny game a couple of years ago, and they were taking short pokeouts, 
and I remember they were just so uncomfortable with it. It just, yeah, it just yeah. didn't sit right with me. I'm looking at it in the stand. I'm like, Jesus, they don't want it. Yeah. And these are the best handlers of the ball in the country. Like the, yeah. the Kenny handlers are, they have it first touch wise. They're just sweet. Like, mm. but I'm looking at Owen taking poke outs and he's drilling it short to the cornerback, and you're like, whoa, this isn't, yeah. you know. And the lad, see, the problem is the, the stand. The lads sitting around, you're going, driving up the field, me, yeah, friend, you know. Yeah, what are you doing? Hit it. Yeah, yeah. And that's. <laughs> it just it just makes it it makes it an uncomfortable experience for everybody. It does, yeah. Um so look it, it's just gonna take a little bit of time, Kilkenny here. And like I often hear Ronnie and the lads and they'd, they'd say it about, you know, the old style of hurling versus the new style of hurling and drilling the ball in fifty fifty ball and win yeah. your own ball and it's 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 just it's just taking a bit of time. Hurling is evolving and it's changing. Kilkenny are a little bit late to the party with that evolution. Um but they're getting there. Um but it's, that's that's just the one Achilles, um, their Achilles heel there at the moment is, is playing against defensive teams. But they, they, Derek will put that right this year. You wait and see. Okay, let's hope so. Um, will you put it right for Saturday night against Cork, half past seven in Super Value, Parky Cueve. Uh, for traditionalists like most people, it is just Parky Cueve. But um, as I said, half seven thrown live on KCLR uh, with thanks to the Hearts as are all of Kilkenny's games in the league, Leinster Championship, and All Ireland Series in 2024. Eddie, uh, this is a mouth-watering tie, to be fair. Kilkenny and Cork brings back childhood memories for myself as a child of the 2000s. Um, two sides who are waiting a while now to win All-Irelands. Kilkenny, nine years, as I said, uh, for Cork, 19 years. Incredibly, really. Uh, what would you like to see on Saturday from a Kilkenny point of view, first of all? Yeah, I'd like I'd like to see... Um you know, a few more of these these lads that 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 were lighting up that championship for us this year, and uh, the club championship. I'd like to see a few more of them bodies in there. Um, I think Jordan Malloy. I'd, I'd like to see him starting again. Um, I think you know he was phenomenal this year as well. Um, I would like to see maybe a Paddy Deegan or a Hugh Lawler coming back into that team just to just to give it a little bit of a lift in the defence. Now, okay. you know, I just I just think there'd be a little bit. I just think that Kilkenny are much more formidable side with somebody like Hugh Lawler in there in the full back line to kind of help it along so and that's no slight and Dara is Dara about going back or whatever else you know it doesn't matter that way but um, I would like to see that I'd like to see you know Porrick Moylan getting another another go at corner back a few other bodies coming in I'd like to see Billy Drennan going in from the start um, you know it's it's just if, if, if everybody in Kilkenny is happy to sit back and let Derek do this building process because everybody in Kilkenny wants one thing this year and that's to win the All-Ireland. Yeah. Um, so I think with that in mind I'd hope that they'd be able to go in there be as competitive as they can. It, the result's not the be-all and end-all of it. Um, I'd like to see them try in a few different things bring in someone you know sit and maybe play a bit defensively for a few minutes. Cork love to play a bit of a running game as well. You know, So sit off play a bit defensively against Cork try and put them under pressure press up under puck out drop off their puck out just you know try out lots of things in the game but definitely blood three, four, five players if we can at all the same four that started the other day should get another shot and you know give ch- give players a chance like you know I, I wouldn't I'm not a fan of a lad goes out gets one day at the office doesn't go to plan and yeah. that's him put away I, I, I would definitely be looking at saying trying to get these lads in and, and there's a few other fellas I'd love to see as well as you know as the season progresses as well there's lots of um the Thomastown lads definitely I want to see a couple of them in there I know I've heard it a few people saying that some of the Tuller lads um, are going to be involved it'd be interesting to see if it'll happen if it's going to happen it has to happen soon Like, and do you know what I, I, and I mean this as well I wouldn't be too despondent about drama Wexford and Nolan Park I'd draw a line under that I'd actually be 
might be happy enough with that result. I'm telling you, Keith Rossiter is Keith Rossiter is changing the way Wexford hurl, and if the Wexford supporters are able to be patient and, and give him a chance, he'll have them playing a lovely brand of hurling. Them, I don't think I'm not going to change my mind on, on Wexford's Leinster Championship this year. I don't think they're going to go and win Leinster or anything like that. I think a Leinster final would be a brilliant season for 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 Keith Rossiter and that Wexford team, but. I don't think that'll happen either but look early in the year they're going to be very very strong and they have been so I wouldn't write too much into it no I think Kilkenny keep keep doing what we're doing keep bringing in the few new bodies and, and see how it goes I wouldn't, be, I wouldn't be overly worried about the result either Cork were beaten by Clare the other day looked like a humdinger of a game as well mm. um, there was a lot of scores in that game um, but I don't know what, what, what do you want like it's an interesting one because we mentioned this at the start and we've spoken I've spoken to people like um Tom Dempsey, Michael Walsh, Adrian Ronan, uh, speaking to Tomas Mulcahy this weekend, actually, for anybody that's interested, Saturday at four o'clock on KCLR, little plug. Um, but it's because Kilkenny's now, I know what you're saying in terms of looking forward, I don't think the draw against Wexford is anything to be concerned about. But in the immediate future, it puts them and it puts Cork because of Cork losing to Clare on the back foot in terms of trying to get into that top seven as such for the league. And I feel like the result is important on Saturday night more so than it would have been said this time last year when Kilkenny for instance were well beaten by Tipperary in Nolan Park not a nice thing but they were well able to recover and make a league final in the end uh, get into that top two so I feel like the results like you're talking about going to Waterford and Clare you expect them to beat Offaly at home you're probably looking at having to win your last three games which would put pressure on in terms of allowing players an opportunity to play as you were saying I think he could then revert back to picking his best 15 just to make sure the league ends well for them so I think I yes I would like to see more players given a chance but for Kilkenny I, I feel as though the, the, the results takes precedence here if I'm being honest with you just to set up some sort of a foundation where they can play um, more players throughout the rest of the league because I think they're going to go, and go into the last three games under huge pressure if they lose this one um, again Look, you'd, you'd you'd prefer to be in the top level league next year because if you're not, the other league is going to be made up of Dublin, Antrim and Westmead. I'd say the three of them are going to be playing in the lower division, if you get me. You can't um, be in that, can you? As preparation for a Leinster You're going to be in there with probably awfully, um, you know, so that's four. So and saying, then can Kenny afford to be in that? Carlo and Mead, from a preparation point of view, can go in there and they'll absolutely be cannon fodder? For, for seven so that's games that's what I'm saying so for, for Kilkenny's league this year is it not imperative that we do finish top seven because if you go into that league next year you can't test one player and what I mean by that with the greatest respects to those opponents you'll never know until the Leinster Championship whether they're good enough for a championship yeah look it wouldn't be ideal no um, look they'll go to Cork they'll go to Cork at the weekend do you, do you know they, they, Kilkenny are you know no matter what happens they, uh, a few times last year there was a couple of pummelings there was a couple of them the year before as well like that Tipperary game you spoke of there that yeah. was that was a pretty poor performance by all accounts it was a bad yeah. scoreline as well you don't like to lose to Tipperary at home either I, I still I still think Kilkenny will do enough to be in the top 7 next year like that's that's how I'd see it whether that's beaten like Clare looked Clare looked quite convincing I know they didn't go and murder Corker and they won by three points but they did look they did look good the other day um, and and I, Clare are going to be Clare are going to be tricky now in the league you know what I mean so they're not going to go to Clare and win they're, they'll find it tough Davy Fitz Waterford going to Waterford to beat Waterford in Waterford that's not going to be simple there's nothing simple but look take one game at a time but genuinely if they're on the road back from Cork and they've learnt another three or four things be them positive or negative it won't be the end of the world OK and who's going to win that game before we look at the other weekend's results Kenny one score 
Yeah, it'll be tight. Yeah, you know, yeah, Parky yeah. Cueve, Cork. You know, you you told me last day at home games are worth three points to you. I think. In Nolan Park, <laughs> I said if it's worth three points to Kilkenny in Nolan Park, it's fair to assume it might be worth three points to Cork and Barky. I don't know that place has been derelict since it was. Uh, it's a big stadium. It's a fight wide open it's pitch. Awful. Do you? Oh, it looks awful. Yeah, no. It's just I too did. big it's for just league when games. It's full. It's unbelievable. I think it was full last year for Cork and Tipperary. Not a single person in Ireland seen that game because it was behind GA goal. But the atmosphere was electric. Like when it's full, it was a full there at the weekend for a Munster rugby match actually. But when it's not full, oh my God, it's it's mini Croke Park. Yeah, look, I, I've said it to you before, and maybe I'm wrong on that, but no, I just think I think these pitches, it, it's great. The one thing I will say is this playing surface in Parky Cueve. No, it's unbelievable. And and I, if it is, I just I'd be worried about the weather that's there this week. I, like I, I, I fancy Kilkenny to win the game. I think I think it'll be very tight, and I think what'll happen this weekend with Kilkenny is you'll find there'll be more. There'll be another couple of senior players stepping in there as well. I, I would say I know the the, the few Lachlan Gales as will be back as well, and be interesting to see does he use them. How do you see it going yourself? I don't know. I I, I wouldn't back against Cork and Parky Cueve. I think they bet Limerick there in the league last year. Mm. They're they're good, but I'll go for a draw. <laughs> <laughs> I think a draw would be. I think a draw because I think both teams, if it was tight near the end, I think they both take a draw. I think sometimes you can just it can end like that. So I'll I'll go for a draw. I don't usually in fairness in hurling, but. A draw, and you're going for a click anyway. Yeah. Okay. Uh, weekend results. Eddie Waterford uh, got off to a good start, of course. Um, they got off to a good start in the end. Yeah. They got off to a terrible start in the game. Yeah. Uh, Offaly yeah. were all exactly. over them there. Yeah. Um, Offaly, do you know what? Michael Dignan, as the chairman of Offaly, and I know I cut him in two for his comments about yep. Carlo, uh, but do you know, he's, he's on the quiet... There's a lot of good stuff happening in Offaly. Oh, I think that he's done you know, a great job. He's done a really, really good job. And I think Offaly are coming back. Um, there's a bit to travel. Uh, they're going to need to win the Joe Mack this year. Um, but it was a comment I made to you last week about Carlo needing to be up in the main division in Hurland to be playing against the best to progress. Yeah. Um, and I think it's vital that Carlo win their league, if you get me. But Offaly, I think, I think you know, they'll be disappointed. They were beaten by 12 points at the end against Waterford the other day. They did run out of gas, but they got off to a great start and they've something to build on. Their World Cup final is next weekend. They're in Wexford Park and I think that could be, um, I think you have two teams that could, you could, it'd be very interesting to see how go because Offaly won't fare Wexford and Wexford at home are, are, are very, very good as well. This I think that's going to be a cracking game. I fancy Wexford to win it, mm-hmm. but I think Offaly will really put it up to them. But, Waterford convincing enough win and uh, as I said 12 point win but it was most of that damage was done in the last 20 minutes like yeah. and the other game in Division 1A was Cork and Clare Clare ran out 3 point winners you noted it there that Clare looked very good and the most impressive team of the weekend for you uh, they were because it was the most I suppose the Kilkenny Wexford game was the most competitive game in the yeah. sense that it was it was the tightest game but I felt I felt Clare looked very very good and, and 125 is, is that's fair rattling in scores yeah. now this year now I know the other team that we didn't talk about yet scored an awful lot of scores too but they were playing Antrim uh, without being disrespectful to any team you know call a spade a spade Um, but I think I think uh, I think Clare I'd written Clare off this year in the championship Um, so would I I think I think that one might come back to bite us in the arse as well as the year goes on depending on Tony Kelly obviously um, because he's such an important person in that team but I think I think Clare are (laughs) <laughs> I think watching that the other day I kind of said to myself Jesus why did I say that they have no chance Ollie Moore in there who used to play for Limerick we, we interviewed him a couple of times last year absolutely gentleman really knowledgeable, knowledgeable about hurling but he said something I think it was last night um, on RTE2 FM's game on that Clare still the second still 
the second best team in the country and are the closest to Limerick. That's monster talk. That's the way that shit goes you think now. So? Yeah, it is. It's, it's still the second best team after getting bitten two All Ireland semi finals in a row by Kilkenny. Kilkenny are the second I, best I, team I in the country. Agree. No, I that's agree, just but, monster talk. I think I said it last week. Have clear, with the exception of the 2019 All Ireland semi final, which is a sizable period ago now. Are clear to have been have they been the closest to Limerick when they've played against them? That, that's a nonsense. He's saying that they're the second best team in the country to Limerick. They're not. They're the clo- I suppose the, the best chance of dethroning Limerick comes. Sure, Galway nearly bet them in an All Ireland semi final a couple of years ago. Yeah, they did. Yeah, but I suppose he's talking consistently. If you think about, but well, Galway weren't too far away from beating them last year either. No, but Clare beat Limerick ah, last yeah, year in the Gaelic Mickey Browns. Mouse Munster Championship game. Tough monster final where they only lost by a point. Yeah, look, and did did did, did the question I posed? I don't there, agree with him, by the did, way. Did, well, you're putting up a fair argument yeah, for him. Yeah, well, I just, you have to, don't you? you have no, to the one thing I would say is, did 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 Clare leave their All Ireland on the field there the year about Limerick? Did, did did they leave it all out on the pitch and they had nothing left? Did they get the bounce effect where they all absolutely wrote off after that match? You know what I mean? It, mm. it takes an awful lot out of you physically and mentally to beat a team like Limerick. I would imagine. I will never know, mm. but drains you. And I think. The Clare team ended up being drained from that Munster final that year. And I think this year the same again, last year the same again. They come up against Kilkenny, Kilkenny batted them aside twice. Galway, on the other hand, against Kilkenny, or Galway against Limerick, two years ago Galway should have beaten them. And I think last year Galway could have beaten them as well and, and, and threw it away, if I'm not mistaken, Robbie. Gal- last year, well, they were they were leading for about 30 minutes and then they completely blew up. Fell apart. Yeah, yeah, but the, the keeper went down injured, Nicky Quaid and... All that his contact lens had to be changed yeah, were, no but uh, the only thing I would say to you is you asked the question is he right to clear the second yeah they are a monster if that's the way you want to be talking about yeah. it would be like me putting up an argument that Galway are the second best team in the country is there Kenny. an argument that Kilkenny are better than Clare but Clare have a better chance of beating Limerick uh, I don't know see the problem with Clare is they haven't played Limerick in an all Ireland final yet yeah that's very true so I said to you already that I think Kilkenny have a better chance of beating Limerick in an All-Ireland semi-final than a final mm. and on that same basis I think Clare if they were to meet Limerick in an All-Ireland final maybe have a better chance but you have to get to the All-Ireland final and Clare haven't yeah. been capable of doing it yeah. so I would tell Mr Moran I can see your point <laughs> however you know teams get better as the season goes on yeah. and that's why I think if you're going to beat Limerick it's in a semi-final and that's why I'm hoping that Kilkenny will be playing Limerick in an All-Ireland semi-final this year OK um by the way, just before we get on to the other division, do you think it'll be a Limerick Galway? Do you think Limerick Galway, Kilkenny, and Clare will be the four semi finalists for a third year in a row? But just different order Limerick, Kilkenny, Galway, Clare? Um, I think I think it'll be Galway and uh, Kilkenny um, and Limerick. They can't meet in the semi final. No, I think oh, it'll yeah, be sorry, Gal- yeah. Gal- Galway. <laughs> Let me finish, Robert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think Galway, Kilkenny, and Limerick will all be in the semi finals. And you're not sure the I'm not sure I'm not convinced about Clare I know I'm after just saying to you yeah, two yeah. minutes earlier that I think Clare could be better than I thought um, it's just that Munster Championship is, is ah, notes yeah. like that's crazy yeah um, but I, I remember even I, I don't know what it is with Munster it's the same in rugby as well it's the same in everything and this is me now I'm finished with people of Exford hating me and I comment but there's a kind of an arrogance with Munster isn't oh. there is that Are fair you to say, is it? Oh, Can you say it this time then? I was just going to ask you. I know you want to <laughs> Tom Dempsey, he made a bit of a sarcastic, but I thought it was funny comment. There couldn't be relegation in Munster because Munster's so great, he said to me last weekend. Do you think the fifth place team in Munster should play off against the sixth place team in Leinster to see who goes down? I, I, think, it's, uh, I think it's scandalous that if Curry win the Joe Mack, 
they don't automatically yeah. go into the Munster Championship. I think that in itself is an absolute disgrace. It's a strange thing, isn't it? Because it's but one, sure, who it's agreed one way, to it? Well, it's one way. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's one way to feel like that. You can feel superior, but for the actual powers that be to literally put rules in place to stipulate, yeah, that competition is a lot better than the other competition, even though it's supposed to be on equal par. It's mad. I, I can't think of a sport, another sport like it. Yeah, see, I think what has happened is the Munster Championship, by its nature, has always been strong and competitive in the whole. Whereas the Leinster Championship fell away a little bit. Galway got introduced yeah. into the Leinster Championship to try and make it that bit more creative. But I just think the one I can't have is they're on about this Munster Championship it's the wonderful thing and the whole I had a fella say to me one time that you'd nearly prefer to win Munster than the All-Ireland it's harder to win Munster than an All-Ireland I've heard all of this when they call it the crown jewel in the oh yeah it is the Munster final this is the dream today stop he won the All-Ireland with Clare but he never won Munster I've heard that yeah so like it did he not win Munster with Waterford? No, he won with Waterford, all right. I would have meant more to him there now. Yeah, but yeah. but the point that I make to you is it's it's just I'm I'm, I'm agreeing with what you and Tom Dempsey said about mm. the arrogance of the Munster people. I wouldn't necessarily <laughs> word it that way myself. <laughs> uh, no, but there is, and I, I remember when Munster were doing really well in the rugby. That oh, you know, God, it was, it was yeah. Do you know? back in them days before Leinster's yeah. total dominance in, in rugby but there was a time I remember going to see Leinster Munster in, in Crow Park and yeah. they were funny the Munster fans were singing you're too posh to push the scrum and stuff yeah, like that yeah, it was yeah. you know I found it hilarious but no there is Munster people are proud people it's like the Cork people saying that it's the real capital of Ireland and the whole lot you know I don't know the one thing I would say is I think is, is not right is Joe Mac winners if you're the Joe Mac winners like Carlo are yeah, yeah. presently straight into the Championship. That's yeah. the way it should be. Leinster Championship. But if Curry win the Joe Mac, they're then in a playoff to try and play in the is Championship. That's still, in, is, that's still yeah. the rule, yeah. It's crazy stuff. I only heard that now yesterday yeah, again yeah. being confirmed to me. So yeah. if I'm wrong, please by all means go on boards.ie and say how will inform I am. But <laughs> I just think that is the case that Curry do a play yeah. playoff and I think that's 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 a nonsense. Yeah, I think there was a time where they even would have went into Leinster, but look, we'll, we'll see any if that does occur. It probably doesn't look like it's going to occur if you've seen Kerry this year. Weekend, yeah. Oh, there's no hope of that occurring yeah. this year. No, no. Um, okay, uh, just Division One B, Eddie, uh, a lot more lopsided. This one, Limerick, pummeled Antrim, Galway, pummeled Westmead, I suppose, and uh, the other game in that game, Tipperary, very very comfortable away to Dublin. This seems like the division that you don't really want to be caught watching this year. Yeah, um, Galway, Limerick and Tip are far superior to Dublin and from Westmead. It's as simple as that. Um, so there's going to be there's going to be hiding handed out in this one. Um, I, I didn't I didn't even look to see what the fixtures were for the next game, but the, the big games there are going to be Limerick yeah. and Tip, Galway and Tip, and, and Galway and Limerick. So you get three really good competitive games out of that. The bottom three teams, Dublin and from Westmead, um, they're just going to have to try their best to be as competitive as they can. But um, Another testament to how far Dublin have fallen at the weekend, you could argue. Yeah, and that was something we touched on last yeah, week. I was yeah, a bit yeah. nervous about it. Um, what were they beating in the end? They were beating 11 points. Um, but for context, there was a 12-point defeat in the Division 1A, which was Waterford and Offaly. Mm. And then it was three points and a draw. Yeah. In the other division, 11 points, 27 points and 31 points. Not good, is it? No, but are Limerick going to be breezing into the All-Ireland fresh? This is where it comes back to, and I don't know what the perfect answer is, you're on about not being able to blood and players and find out how good they are when it's too late. Wouldn't it be lovely to have that luxury of just being nice and fresh coming into the Championship after being able to tear your way through the league murdering teams? No, that's very true. That's oh. that's true. It's a good point. Um, anything else, Eddie? Anything caught your eye over the weekend, during the week? 
Carlo Curry the other day, the the the, the changeover in Curry Harland, whatever is going on down there is is it's 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 frightening. Like Curry drew with Curry drew with um Carlo last year in the Joe Mac, a draw game like. And Carlo went down there the other day and beat them by what was the twelve points in the entry, twelve points. But Robbie was far worse than that twelve point score in like I know That was done and dusted after 20 minutes 25 it was <clears throat> Carlo were so far superior to them um, it, it was it was it was worrying for Curry, but I couldn't believe it they did like I'm on about now I'm not t- I'm on about 3 or 4 people I'm on about 15 plus of a panel of 26 of a changeover from the team that played to Joe Mack last year I don't know what's going on with Curry Hurling and I know they're a proud mm-hmm. you know there's pockets of Hurling down there it's it's. I thought it was to me, any anyway, it was the standout result of the weekend. Um, Carlo need to win that. Um, there's no two ways around it for me. Carlo need to win that league. They need to get up. Will they? Um, but the top two will come through, yeah. and it'll be Carlo and Leash anyway, won't it? I would have thought so. Yeah. So the others look weak enough. Kildare were beaten by me the other day, and Kildare actually got to the league final last year. They did, yeah. Um, awfully beat them in the league final, mm. but Kildare seemed to really target the league. And I know it's a new manager sweep between Brian Dowling is in there now, so maybe Brian's going with a different approach. I don't know. Possibly, um, yeah. That was a real tight game. There was only a three point game, and I know Down got beaten by seven points by Leach. But Carlo were the the real strong team. Carlo played me this weekend, so it'll be interesting to see how they go. There was another one. Ross Common beat London at the weekend. Um, I don't know if you've seen that result, did you? I spotted it, yeah, yeah, but I didn't, didn't take much note, to be honest. Well, the only reason that I took note on it is Roscommon wouldn't be exactly a hurling stronghold. Now, no. says you, London wouldn't either, Ed. No. But London have a bit of a history in hurling. Like they've, they've always been, without being massively competitive, they'd be, they wouldn't be doing me useless yeah, now. they've been there, yeah. And that's not, <laughs> look at this, the lost Roscommon, they must be useless. I don't mean it like that. But I think that was a really big win for Roscommon. They had terrible turmoil there recently, didn't they? But Richie Power went up and the management team, the management team stepped down. The players were kind of saying, how much commitment do you want from a Roscommon Hurling team? If I'm, I, I'm only yeah, kind of going off what I've heard. Paraphrasing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but it's 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 just in fairness to Roscommon. I think I think that'll help. Six, you know, six-point win in that game there. Donegal gave Wicklow um, a ferocious hiding in the Hurling as well. Um, Wicklow's, Wicklow are having a tough time as well at the moment. Their whole management team stepped down two weeks ago. Um new management team have to be put in place like it's so important the GEA needs to be really really careful that they really have to be promoting the sport in all these counties um, but I think I think that win there for um, I think that win there for Roscommon I know it's not going to change Roscommon's fortunes and they're going to become a hurling county over a football county but that that, that made a mark on me Just finally actually Eddie because I can't believe we haven't sp- spoken about this and with the game at the weekend obviously being in Super Value Parky Cueve what was your take on that whole fiasco I suppose the name and rights around such an iconic stadium. I couldn't believe that they were going to drop the Parky Cueve bit. Like that well, was who where had that brain wave. They, they didn't. The, yeah. the brain was removed. Yeah, it was just yeah. the wave. <laughs> um, like what in the name? Like you've UPMC Nolan Park. You've Netwatch Cullen Park. Yeah. FBD Semple Stadium. Like with the exception, you know, Crow Park is Crow Park. But I'm trying to think of like a you know. Even Belfield, I think, is 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 Macaulay Park, Macaul Sam Macaulay Belfield. Do you know they've 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 held they've retained their identity. Yeah. So the Aviva is different. One, yeah. um, the Aviva Stadium is now called the Aviva Stadium, and instead of Lansdowne Road, but Lansdowne Road is a road. It's a road, yeah. It was but like, how can you call a stadium after an iconic person 
you know, O'Queeve, Nolan, Dr. Cullen, and then drop it and, and replace it with Dowling's auto parts. Oh, it's just mad, wasn't it? It wasn't, it wasn't hugely thought out. Um, look, the usual fanfare happened with it. Super Value agreed to share the name and rights to the stadium with the name of the stadium, so it's now Super Value Park Queeve, which should have been in the first place. Super Value got mileage to bit road out of it, didn't they? With the amount of shite about it, like so. I think that was um, look. They got to the typical GEA. They got to the right conclusion, but they went they went from Kilkenny to Cork via Galway, like so. They took a full on full circle around it. There was one I wanted to, to pose to you, Robert. Okay. Because okay. you're always getting me murdered here. So so far on this week's show as well. <laughs> I tee you up and you hate it. No, to, so far on this week's show yeah. you've said that Munster people are arrogant. No, no, I never as said a, that. As, no, I'm just saying. Did I? Yeah, you did, yeah. <laughs> I said I wouldn't go that far. Okay. Um, no. I seen, I seen a yoke the other day and it was about Wicklow. Okay. Okay. And it said 600 fewer people live in Wicklow than in Kerry. Wicklow have never won a Leinster title and Kerry have 84 Munster crowns and 38 All-Irelands. Why? And the answer your man gave was because it's what they both expect of themselves. And I actually thought that's insane. Do you think that's why? I... It... it, Kerr O'Kane is is who I have to credit with that statement. Um, I think Kerr is from... The Irish Times, uh, it's Irish Times of the Irish Indo. But I think what he's the, the point that he's making, and how I took it, was the standards that are being set by the people themselves upon themselves, not by the coaching within the counties okay, or else. Yeah. But in Kerry, you are expected to win all Ireland's. Yeah. You are expected to win once titles. That is what is expected of you. So you have to do what you have to do to do it because that's what we always did. And in Wicklow, you are not expected to win once or Lens titles, you're not expected to win all Ireland's, and in return for that, I suppose you're not expected to do that. You know, it's just as I said to you, there'd be different targets that different teams will have. I thought it was a really strange one. I don't know why he doesn't like Wicklow or why he went there. I think it was more to do with Mick O'Dwyer was there with Wicklow as well. Population, so um, close, I suppose, maybe. But the identical population. I'd say it was more the Mick O'Dwyer effect. I think Mick O'Dwyer managed, I don't think, I know Mick O'Dwyer is involved in both camps, and maybe that was the the common to it but it, it does bring you back you know to the simple point you know and you've seen that with soccer as well I mean Greece won a European Championships they've done quite well with a very similar po- population to us we compare ourselves to Greece at that level but they're miles ahead of us yeah. well, I was just going to say is that I, I agree with, I think it's a cultural thing as well there can be an element of you accept stuff just because that's always been the way and you don't want to change and I think on the reverse of that, Kerry accepted because it's always been the way, but in a very, very healthy way. Um, but also, I think diversification uh, in life is very important to have other interests. But I think in sport, whether it be a county, a particular area, a country, even a continent, I don't think it helps when you're trying to win in sport. For example, I think we speak about the Irish soccer team a lot and why are they not successful or the rugby team or whatever it might be. They're going up against countries who are like. It is in terms of mainstream sports, soccer is so dominant or rugby is so dominant. And I think it's it's the same in intercounty sports where like how can it you think about Dublin, even for the mass population that it has, unless a higher percentage of the population concentrates concentrates its effort on hurling, like how are they ever gonna catch Kilkenny? 
Um, it, it's, it's just so it's so massive and so vast and so dominant of the area. See, you're you're 100 right, and I think historically as well. It's what you do. Like Kilkenny, I know that there's a massive focus on football in Kilkenny and I've seen that since I came down here. The football championships are played out really well and long drawn out championships and lads get loads again. The truth of the matter is Kilkenny focus solely on hurling. Yeah. You know, they'll tell you not solely, but they do. Like, I mean, come oh, on. Yeah, yeah. With the exception of maybe one or two clubs, like your own club, Mulnavat, you have a couple of Rail good footballs, yeah. Railyard, Thomastown to a lesser degree. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the emphasis is solely on hurling and then everything else is secondary and then you've got other sports like rugby and things like that that are very strong in the area and soccer is very oh, strong in, in, no, in it's Kilkenny. strong in the area but it's a, like not no to the league, level there's no League of Ireland club in Kilkenny no but it's, there's, there's no there sport there has been a League of Ireland club in Kerry for a long long time yeah, but you compare it to the county you mentioned Wicklow they have Bray Wonders yeah but Kerry you know, the Kerry FC was there for a while as well in the League yeah, of Ireland yeah it's back now it's back um, the water, but but, but the, the point that I make to you is, is like you take Wexford where you've got hurling you've got football you've got a really strong soccer league as well I think the Wexford Football League I, I, I could be proven wrong on this but I think Wexford Football League is the biggest league in, in, in Irish soccer I think the there's eight divisions there they have um, three rugby teams one in the AIL and they are uh, you've Enniscorty and you've Wexford and you've got the, the other teams from up Gorey as well, are all, as well yeah so like I mean it's a massively you know sport driven county yeah. and, and, and very diverse in it but it's it's just it's just an interesting one. I think the point that that without knowing exactly what Kerr is saying on that one, but my my own take on it was that was it's not all about how many people live in an area. Now the last thing I'm going to leave you on today's show, and this is something that you're going to have to think about. And this is going to be a one minute thing. Okay. But this is I was at an event on on Saturday night, and one of the guests on the event was asked a question about something, and when he answered the question, he made a comment about populations, and 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 population centres, as in. Kilkenny City as a population centre there's a huge development of housing going out in their grasslands which would be Dixborough GEA Club out that area there's loads of new houses going in there so there's going to be potentially another 1500 potential herders living beside Dixborough's GEA Club and Dixborough's already got probably two teams at every grade up along meanwhile you go out this side of the county and head over to Blacks and Whites and Scott Foshty and go to Barra Rangers teams like that it's particularly the country teams though. Take, take your blacks and whites or even your Tullerones they don't have developments being built out there councils aren't allowing for houses to be built out there so you're going to have a situation and it's coming at us fast where teams like Dixborough are going to have a selection like Kilmacoe Croaks and they're going to be taking on teams like blacks and whites who are going to have a selection of maybe 90 houses 100 houses to pick from and the, the one I'd say is do Kilkenny need to get ahead of this do they need to get ahead of it now and do what Curry have done with your East Curry playing in the football championships at senior level so that the Cliffords aren't stuck playing junior football in Curry when they need to be playing senior football? Is it now time that Kilkenny start looking at this and say, hold on a second, how can we do this? So do we make a, a, an East Kilkenny selection? It's probably something that people would say, oh, it's unheard of, that can't happen. But is it time? Is it time that Kilkenny start planning for this? Because I'm telling you, Robbie, Give it four or five years' time. Like I see it with the underage section of the club out beyond. Can't feel the minor team. Have to amalgamate with somebody to feel the minor team. Struggling. There's certain sects that might be able to feel an under 14s, but they can't feel an under 16s team. So they have to amalgamate with somebody else. And I'm just wondering, that's going to come forward to adult level. And when it comes to the adult level, it's too late then. And I actually think that it should be something in Kilkenny that should be considered now. Is it time to put in a couple of regional teams in the championship for the teams that aren't going to have the population to compete at senior ever? That's a really interesting point. Uh, I can't give an immediate response to it. I don't because I've never thought of it before. 
the only comparison I can make and actually for people that are interested we have a new soccer podcast on KCLR and the, the, the lads mentioned it Shane O'Keefe and Davy Doyle soccer obviously has been a lot different but in in historically in Kilkenny the three big clubs were always Evergreen Booters Thomastown and they were on a par or around on a par but the last 10 or 15 years I mean Evergreen have just gone like that just through the roof all credit to them but there's a strong argument to be made yes they can pluck people from the country as well where you'll never have that in GA and that's the great thing about GA but the population has just grown and grown and grown in the Kilkenny city and around Kilkenny city that all of that is going to be concentrated on the city and from a sporting perspective which is arguably a lot less important than the other ramifications of it um, they're going to start dominating and I, you can see that happen in the GA and for me I, I thought the last couple of years I know the Shamrocks have been brilliant and they've been the outlier as such but it has been a bit worrying that there's been one or two games I can't really name them off now that I can think of but you're going into it and yeah it would have been like this in the past but you're like there's a town team playing a cl- country team and you're writing it off and for me growing up and I, again I can only go back to my own time that was never the case. I remember us at St. Martin's. It was just like, and we had a great team, to be fair, in the 2000s. But anybody that we played against, we believed we could beat them. And the Shamrocks were probably the best at that time, too, in fairness. But any town team, whereas I look at it now, and even Tullerone this year, it did worry me a bit. That I just thought. But, see, but right now, to have the players, if you get me. Like, the village were. Let's be honest. Like, people can say what they want. The village were poor this year, really. They weren't great throughout the league, into the championship. But they almost seamlessly made a, made a county semi-final. That stuff would worry me. Yeah, well, you had three city teams. No, you didn't. You had two no, city teams in a semi-final. And Dixborough were, <coughs> you know. Um, I see Curry centre-back the other day, who was very good, scored five points the other day against Carlo. He was the one shining light. Finnon McKessie. I don't know if you've ever heard of him. I've heard of him from the commentary the other day. <laughs> that was about it. And you've heard he's going to a Lachlan Gales. Is he? Now yeah. there you are now pod exclusive there. Oh. Another person to text in that this yeah. man is badly informed. <laughs> He's signing for O'Loughlin Gales. Um mm. moved up here to work and that's the club that he's going to be playing with is O'Loughlin Gales and fair juice to O'Loughlin Gales for getting him. Um yeah. which, you know it's it's an open season. The lad's gonna be living up here so he could be playing. He's a fella you could see in a clicking in jersey in a couple of years' time. Um I don't know if that'll happen but yeah. uh, but he has gone there. I think it's something that everybody needs to start thinking about now it's going to be too late in 10 years time to think about what we're going to do now I think now is when it needs to start happening um, you can see all the other infrastructures that are being put in place Michael Fenley who will hopefully get on this in the next couple of weeks and have a chat with him about it Michael's put a really good uh, kittens programme in place there for the young cats coming through um, that'll, that'll be brilliant that'll stand click any in time I know you've Concerns a little bit about the the elitist kind of camps and the whole lot about the past, yeah. I don't in the know, past, I, but I not this format now. Yeah, yeah, I think this format is a bit different, and I think to be a lot more players given an opportunity. Um, but it's it's interesting times. It's something I would have. And then the only other thing, because we're going to run out of time on it, yeah. we can think about it again. The only other thing as well is I, I was reading an article the other day about players up to the age. The club should be encouraged to be playing the players that are up to the age at under fourteens, under sixteens. So if Robbie's fifteen and it's last year under sixteens. The club should nearly be told, Robbie has to play. You can't be playing little Paddy who's 12 because we're losing too many people to the sport. But that's a whole other podcast. Just yeah, just briefly on that, what, 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 what's your opinion? Two sides to that coin. If Robbie's 15 and it's his last year under 16s and he doesn't turn up to the training every week yeah. and little Eddie turns up to training every week but he's not up to the age, it's a bit unfair that Robbie starts ahead of Eddie when he's not yeah, training. Definitely. So it has to be teased out but I think 
the principle of the players up to the age starting ahead of the players that aren't up to the age I think that's something that should be implemented yeah I agree fully to a certain age I'm not sure what that age is but under 16 get, yeah somebody had said to me up to under 18 he said at that stage let them make up their own minds minor is too much I think once you get to minor you have to start looking at I don't know I'm going to matches I'm going to matches the whole time and I see lads over under 10s 12s 14s 16s teams in, in soccer Gaelic hurling straw mat they all think it's the World Cup final. Oh, they're pathetic. It's, it's, it's not the right oh, route. absolutely pathetic. Um, I look at Ballyhale as a club and that's the blueprint for me. They're all about bringing players on. That's what it should that's be about. That's what setup should be though, shouldn't it? In any club, any county, mm. anything at all. Yeah, but they should be screening who they're appointing as their managers for these teams when it's more important. For me, on a Saturday, when there's a match on, the most important thing for me with underage level is that lads get out and play yeah. and enjoy the game. I agree. And we worry about anything else afterwards. Yeah. Looking forward to hearing what song is going to be at the end of this podcast. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Inside joke there that we won't get into. We'll tease it out. We'll tease all of that stuff out um, in the weeks to come. Of course, if you are interested in continuing to listen to the Clickenny Pearling podcast, you can listen to us anywhere where you do your podcast listening, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or you can find us on scoreline.ie. Myself and Eddie will be back early next week to review Kilkenny's game against Cork and to look ahead to the next round of action when Kilkenny take on Offaly. Until then, have a great week. The Kilkenny Hurling Podcast with Eddie Scally and Robbie Dowling. Brought to you by KCLR and scoreline.ie.